welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we are on episode 45. Ooh, ooh 45. You know, again, I'm always surprised that we made it to the next episode, because one of those things, like, how do we know whether people are enjoying the podcast? Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a tough thing to, to figure out. We were actually talking about that a little bit before we got started, um, because, you know, in, in a lot of ways, like, we see this a lot on, like, eBay, right? Like, people are very... Um, people who are negative are usually the first ones to like make a, leave a review, yeah. right? That's yeah, typically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't feel like that's the case for like our community with what we're doing, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like people are very kind and nice. And if they don't like something that we're doing, then they, they're just kind of quiet about it. And people are quick to praise things that we're doing well, which feels good. Uh, but then it's also difficult to know like, Hey, like, is it working? Is it not working? Yeah. Is the well, format good? The, the positive side is we keep gaining more listeners. That's true. And right? more subscribers. So obviously something's working. Something's working. So, but we appreciate all of you that have joined us from day one. Those of you that have joined us from episode 10, maybe just now, you know, as a result of a previous episode or you saw us on Instagram. Uh, it's just one of those things that, like we hope to continue providing you value because, you know, it's kind of like on Instagram, you post things and sometimes you're just like, well, I hope this helps some people. And then all these people are like, oh, that was just what I needed. And the other times you spend all this time putting stuff together and then you send it out and it's like crickets. Yeah, no, that's true. And it's kind of weird too, because um, when you look at like how many, I think there is a crossover between the people who follow us on Instagram and the people who listen to our podcast, but I don't think it is. It's like, it's not everybody who listens to our podcast is on Instagram and uh, certainly not all the people who are on Instagram are on our podcast. So there's almost a different feel even there. So um, if you're not following us on Instagram, check it out because the types of information you get is different than what we talk about on the podcast. I mean, it's the same concepts, but the way it's being sent out. Yeah, it's just uh, it's right into the right into the point. Yeah, so yeah, just quick little videos or, or or posts. So it's very different. But then some people just do that and they're not listening to our podcast, which you know I think they're missing something too there because you know I, it's best if you can get a little bit of both. But uh, yeah, it's tough to know. For sure, if what we're doing is is the best, but it, we're getting great positive feedback. The, one of the best things you guys can do, though, is just like this video. Um, if you like our video or if you are listening to the podcast and you like it, check us out on um, iTunes and then leave us a review. Uh, that That's super, super helpful. So we appreciate that. Yeah. And you can watch us on YouTube and see how long our beards get this summer. Yeah, I've actually I cut mine already, and I'm gonna keep cutting it, and I'm not I'm not growing it. If I seen a BB, I, I gotta guarantee by July you'll have a longer beard. I just said I'm cutting it. No, but you're gonna keep growing it, right? No, I two seconds ago. No, 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 I'm cutting wait. my beard. I thought you were cutting it to get ready to grow it. No, man, I can't. I can't do it. I know I normally grow it really? during the summer. I can't no, do it. You should have seen if if you catch the first it. few episodes, Mike has a beard of beards. Yeah, and then I cut it, and then it grew out again. Yeah, like, that's what I thought know. you were gonna do. Yep. No. Yeah, right. I can't. I can't do it. Like I was going. Let's to... know in the comments below if Mike should grow out his beard. I think he should. Yeah, my wife might disagree. No, I, I, I see. So for me, I have no intention to ever shave this. Like gone all the way. I like no, 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 like this. Like you're gonna let it grow. I'm just gonna let it grow. Oh no, Orlando. Hey, listen. You know what? Oh no. It's a testimony. It's the testimony of my freedom from the nine to five. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I mean, might as well. Never mind. We're gonna we're gonna keep this. Uh, gonna keep this episode. Family friendly. I'm not gonna go down that that route. I don't even know where he's going. All right, you know what? it's time to start the episode. So, Mike, how are you doing? How, how are things going? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Uh, but what about you? Like you've been out of touch for a while because you've been on. That was vacation. such a deflection right there. 
He does yeah. it pretty good. And how about Shoot. you? Okay, we're gonna get back to Mike. I'm good. You know, I uh, I did. I had my first trip of a couple trips. I uh, or three trips I had planned. This one was more of a vacation, so I didn't get to do a lot of thrifting. I did have a couple issues with uh, changing my handling time, which I recommend everyone do or does or. <laughs> you know, anticipate to do before they go on vacation so they can continue having sales instead of going. Cause if you go on vacation mode, like you're not going to get any sales, mm. but if you change your handling time, you can still get sales. And I have a template ready to go that once somebody buys something, I just message them and just say, Hey, thanks so much for your business. I just let you know I'm out of town for the next few days, uh, but we'll ship out your packages as soon as they get back. Handling time has been set to blah, 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 blah. Please let me know if this poses an issue. Do you ever have, um, do you ever have people end up saying, no, I don't want to cancel my order? You know, I, I actually, I don't. I've had, I had one person. I, I don't want to. Okay, I'll share this. I got kind of annoyed at this one person because I accepted a low offer. And then when I messaged them this, they said, you know what? Uh, I'm willing to continue buying this for $10 less since the handling time is different. Or else, you know, I can't do it. And then I said, okay, no problem. I can cancel it for you. And I canceled it. Nice. And then they said, because the buyer requested it. Right. And then they said, oh, don't cancel it. Like, I'll do the price. And I'm like, sorry, man. Like, I already wasn't willing to give you the price. I just gave it to you because I was on vacation. So you kind of got a second chance on that item. It's kind of the way that happened. Yeah. You didn't have to get rid of it for your low price. Oh, and that's the thing. I mean, I was already annoyed enough that I gave them the low offer. And then to just come back with that, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not playing those games. Yeah, no, that's 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 a rough one. But the other people were really nice. Like, thanks for letting me know. Yes, I definitely want this item. And that's kind of one of the things about that's nice if you have unique items in your pipeline of eBay is that it's not like Amazon where if they can't get it from you, they'll just go to another third-party seller. Like, you may be the only person that has that item. And so they're willing to wait. So that was good. Yeah, speaking of unique items, I've got, I've got a couple of those uh, – this week at the garage sales, this week and last week. So I'll have to talk about that during my hustle of the week. Nice. But that it's always nice when stuff. you can get some uh, unique stuff. No, I agree. I agree. So, and one more thing real quick. I got to tell you, in Washington, so I had a great time with my family. It was awesome. It was nice that things were already paid ahead of time from reselling money and I didn't have to worry about things. Went to one thrift store. I wanted to go to more, but I'm going to do, you know, when I go on those solo trips, I'm going to go to more stores. But I, I think we're getting a bad deal in San Diego. Oh gosh, I believe that 100%. We I mean we've already talked about that, but uh, it, it I feel like it's getting worse. Like But not just prices, like so this okay, uh, let me give you an example. This one store now, maybe this was the only store, but I did have people from Washington DM me on Instagram tell me, "Oh, that's pretty much most of Washington." But I walk in and it's super organized and it's clean and they have like these signs like not 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 the hanging down signs like the nice like there's a wooden panel and then in big white letters it's like books clothing, shoes. So it looks like a department store. And then on top of that, it's all really organized. And then their electronic section had like this testing station. Hmm. Now the testing station was all it was, was a power strip and like a little table, but it actually said, this is the testing station. We test everything and it shared their policy. Yeah. The, the sad thing is if you see a thrift store that nice in San Diego, you know, the prices are going to be outrageous. Yeah. Right. Like, so, so you walk in, you almost are hoping for the trashiest looking thrift store you can really find because then you're like, Ooh, the prices here might be okay. Right. No, I agree. And, uh, and this was a goodwill by the way. So, you know, I left there and going, 
So what is the deal? Like, why do our Goodwills in San Diego, number one, I don't think, I mean, I think they're a step above some of the other thrift stores, but they're, I don't, I don't get that department store feel. I just get this feel of like high prices and we try to, you know, make things look okay. Yeah. And and there's this, I think, stigma here in, in San Diego that, because it's such an expensive city to live in that everybody has a lot more expendable income that they can just blow. Uh, and that's certainly not always the case, right? Like oftentimes it's the opposite. It's It costs so much to live here that you almost have no extra money for other things. So, it, I mean, their rent is more expensive, so it makes sense, right? They ha- they're going to they're gonna have to charge more for certain things, but, but, but geez. Yeah, but it's a, it's, <laughs> it's zero cost of goods. That's true. That's my thing. Like, I can understand if you had high overhead. But anyways, so you'll hear more. And it's going to be a positive episode. But our next episode, what, what are we calling it? I'm trying to remember here. Let me let me look at our notes. Orlando. We're done with thrift stores. That's our next episode. You just gave away the secret, man. Yeah, but, you know, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. So that that was my trip. I got a little, a few more things to share. But tell me, I want to hear a little bit about you. So, what's going on? Like, how's your listing ha- going? How's your? You wanted to go to some garage sales. What's going on there? Um, yeah, I mean things are going good. Went to, I'm going to Disneyland this week. So nice. that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to Disneyland for um, just to go. And it's not raining. It's not raining this time. Hopefully. So yeah. Well, if it rains this time, man, I give up. I'm never going again. So if you guys didn't hear, I don't know, was that ten podcasts ago? Mike yeah. was all ready to go, and then it was pouring rain. Yeah, it was it was awful. So I'm I'm glad I didn't go then. Uh, going this time, which is is going to be a fun experience because um, you know reselling pays for that, right? Like it's nice. So it's nice. And I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm only gonna be gone a couple of days. Um, so. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I don't think I need to change my handling time at this point, especially because I'm, I'm going to be gone like a Sunday and a Monday. Uh, but it, there's still that pressure of like, okay, like if things sell, like there's a little bit more anxiety of like as soon as I get home, I got to get stuff packed and get, um, but it, it's it's still nice to know that even though there's that little bit of stress, the whole stress of the cost of the ticket is not even a thing. So one of the weird things I used to do when I would go to Disneyland is I would, as soon as I got a sale... Knowing that I'd be home the next day, I would print that label, whether mobile or I would print it, you know, when I got back to the hotel, just to like trigger things in the algorithm to keep having sales. Hmm. Not saying that that's a foolproof way and you got to stay on top of it because let's say, you know, you print it and you save it as a PDF. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So anyway, it's just something, just a suggestion. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something I could, could certainly do. Uh, but I'm at Disneyland. I don't know. Even, even in line, man, I, I don't know if I want to be working. I think I'd. I think I'm I'm gonna be hanging out, uh, but yeah. So so that's gonna be fun. I'm excited for that. Um, I never was really excited for Disneyland until well. No, I, take I remember. That back. I take that back. No, no, no. Going, Episode five or something. You're like, I can't stand Disney. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Disneyland, but um, but I loved going with my wife when we were engaged. Uh, that was a lot of fun, like during the dating process. And then now that we have a kid, it's it's even more exciting, right? Because it's like. Now I'm like, Mickey, oh my goodness, it's Mickey, right? Like, and before I would have never even thought Mike's about it. Mike's going to wear Mickey ears, by the way, at the park. You know, if I were to wear Mickey ears, they'd have to be like really cool Star Wars ones or something. They have those. They're pretty neat. We'll, we'll post it on Instagram. No, we won't. But. Um, and I don't have a pass. Like I don't have, my wife has pass. I don't have a pass. So I think I can buy things at Disneyland and resell them. 
Because I think the whole thing was against, uh, like, you can't do it if you're an annual pass holder because you get a discount on the items. Oh, really? Yeah, because that, that was what they were revoking passes for, is people would use their, like, 15% discount as an uh, annual pass yeah, holder, yeah. buy, like, 30 items, then sell it. But because I'm just a regular ticket payer, um, I think I can... You I think can I walk can, out with 10 tubs of popcorn. Boom. So I'll be looking for those limited... <laughs> Ultimate, Ultimate bolo. I'll be looking for those limited resources... Uh, out there and, and pick those up. So yeah, that's that. I'm excited for that. Um, garage sales. Finally, the last two weeks was able to go to garage sales. So that's a really good feeling. Um, today's garage sales were terrible. The week before was pretty good. Um, talked about a little bit of it. I think uh, last week. So on, why was today terrible? I got one item. One item. Just one. Just one. It was a unique item. Not like multiple. Just is that one of the ones you're gonna share later? Um. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could share it now. It's not. It's definitely not a hustle of the week. It's nothing. Nothing special. Um, but I picked up a um, a board game, a Lord of the Rings board game from 1983. I'm not even 100 percent sure that it's fully complete. I need to look through it. But it's the so board games have come a long way. Board games back in the 80s that were like the fancy board games that tried to follow like the Dungeons and Dragons path were overly complicated hundreds and hundreds of pieces and rules and boards and it was just it's like obnoxious and like the the cards that things are printed on are like basically the feel of business cards right so they're not like super high quality components but they're like rare and unique because nobody's making those and i don't even know if they were fun games to play so was this a resale kind of purchase was this yeah no i'm for your collection i could definitely resell it if it's complete i'm probably I'll, I'll probably be able to list it for like 50 bucks. Um, if it's not complete, I might sell it off in parts or or keep it and just make whatever pieces are missing for myself. So we'll see. See, I'm going to make the suggestion that Mike goes garage selling with me next time. Are you, are you hiding like the secret garage sale places? No, but it seems like I've garage sales have been on fire for me like the last few times. Yeah, it was not good for me. Yeah, we need to, or maybe we need to do I that. Shouldn't. I'm just messing. Are you saying you don't want the <laughs> no. you don't want the uh, the competition? No, no. It just seems you're not having good garage sales. So I'm the bad luck. You're afraid if you bring me, you're not gonna <laughs> have there. good have good garage hey, listen, sales. Listen, garage That's sales are, are hit or miss at any time. At any time. And uh, I guess they never miss, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, thanks TikTok. All right, so those of you that are on TikTok, you know what Mike was just referring to. Not not that all of you are. I'm sure it's only a handful of you. All right, so, hey, I did want to talk about, though, it's kind of wild right now, but retail arbitrage, for whatever reason, is taking off again. In a good way? Like, taking it, off? Like, yeah, it's like, it's January for me, but it's April. Man, I need to get into some retail arbitrage. I'm not, but it's not. So Only it, for Amazon? Only for Amazon, as far as I know. So And I'm not sure oh. why. I've been, Again, this is my first year as a full-time reseller, so... I looked at my numbers from last April. They weren't that great. This year, I'm like doubling or tripling. And it could be it could be not that Amazon has changed, just that I'm doing things differently. I think we need to have an upcoming um, Teach Mike How to Amazon episode. And I think we've had that since episode one. No, no. That, that's something we've, we've talked about me doing Amazon, but we need to have like an episode where it's just how to do Amazon. And we, we go through the whole process. I mean, we've kind of done it for eBay, right? So... Here's my only reservation about that. So I feel like Amazon is, of all the platforms, the platform that on YouTube and social media, everybody knows better than you. I think on eBay, I think there's some room for you to say something and people are like, 
Oh, yeah. You know, that's one way to do it. On Amazon, it's like, no, this is the only way. Like, you want to scale, this is how you got to do it. So you're afraid that if we if we offered advice that we'd get, like, hated on for it being wrong? I, I don't say being wrong. Just So I have my own way of doing Amazon, right? So I don't use Inventory Lab, which right now I'm even, like, hesitant saying I don't use Inventory Lab. Because, you know, that's, like, the thing. But I've been okay not using it. Now, mm-hmm. is it possible that I'm losing time? And I'm sure in the comments people will say, hey, Orlando – you're losing a bunch of time by not or not being efficient by using uh, by not using inventory lab. It's very possible, but for me, it's you know, I, I'm heavy into Amazon. I don't know. I just I like the way I do things. So here's the question then, because yeah. you've already brought up this idea that you don't like constructive criticism. Is this? <laughs> when an, did I bring that up? Earlier in the was episode. Was that off air? I think that was off air. Maybe. So, <laughs> but the, I I think I'm I'm noticing something. So it's very possible. I mean, you like the way you do things. Maybe yeah. it is the best way. And maybe you don't want to get like flooded with people offering advice that 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 may not I don't work mind style. advice. I don't mind advice. What I what I don't look forward to is I don't know. It's just I feel and maybe those of you that are an FBA, like you guys who do full FBA that listen to us, and those of you that do eBay, I think there's just like different communities. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think because eBay is so methodical. I mean not eBay, Amazon is so methodical. Like you have to do A, B, and C to get to D. Or eBay, it's like you can kind of go different. You can do auctions. You can do best mm-hmm. offer. You can do buy now. Like Amazon is like, here's the listing. Here's how you source now. There's different ways to source. But, you know, here's Keepa. Here's how many. There's like different Chrome extensions. Like you have, you know, you have to polybag a certain way. You have to. I, I think it's so exact. And I don't mind doing it. Like I, I just, you know, I ask that people, uh, I don't know, just uh, <laughs> understand that everybody has their own way of doing Amazon, I guess. Gotcha. I don't know. But but maybe maybe by being more open with how you do Amazon, you can get some, some ways that are better, that but will may, improve yeah. your system. Well, no, I will say I am 100% not even close to being able to ever, and I will never, ever sell a course I will never, ever be an Amazon mentor or any of that uh, because there's a lot, a lot to learn on Amazon. But I've been doing Amazon for, you know, 10 years off and on and five years, you know, last five years, seriously. So I do know something. I just don't know a lot. Mm. Right. But you're right. I mean, but Instagram will do that to you. That's true. Yeah. If you if it wasn't for Instagram, you might you might not uh, think twice about sharing how to do it. I don't know. I what here's the other thing about Amazon. I think Amazon I it's one of those where it just it's very uh very appealing, very glitzy like hey, I can make $10,000 in a month, right? right. And, and people do that. And to me, a lot of it is selling a dream because I, we've talked about this so many times, but Somebody can, I can make $10,000 easily on Amazon. I just go and I buy a bunch of stuff and I just make $2 on each item. And I'll, I can show you $10,000 a month numbers. Uh, to me, it's the ROI. Like how much are you making per item? Yeah. What's your, what's your net? What's your for the net? Month? And then, and then beyond that, uh, because net is an important number, but it's not the only number. It, it's also what's the amount of time and resources you put into that, right? So you might have a good net where you say like, Hey, I made $3,000 this month net or whatever your number is, your goal that you're targeting. But if you had to work, you know, 50 hours a week 
all month long to get that. Well, that's not that's not necessarily great at that point. No, I agree, and that, and that's the thing. So, yeah, I don't mind doing it. We could do it sometime. I just I want everybody to always know that I am nowhere clear close to being a guru or anybody that should be charging anything at all for services. That's why I have no problem when people DM me with Amazon questions. I'll totally answer it. I'm not like, hey, you know, let me push you to this course that I have. Or I might say, hey, you should listen to the podcast because we do share some information. But uh, I don't know. I think it. I think somebody really has to be on top of their game to be anywhere close to be able to say, hey, I can sell you an Amazon course. Mm. And I'm talking about you have to be years deep. Mm. Because Amazon has fluctuated so much. So you have to understand how Amazon was and how it is and how to, I guess, navigate. How can I say this? The uh, never-ending hammer of Amazon. Because the hammer drops. And it drops a lot. Ugh. Okay. See, when you talk about that, you, you never you never make it um, very appealing. But it, it, we were on um, Reezy Resell's show um, last week, which a was month, really this cool. Past Monday, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, the Monday before, I don't know. Dude, this drops on Wednesday, so a little bit ago. Um, so yeah, we were on Reezy Talks, and he actually mentioned, you know, that Amazon is preferable as far as like because it is so methodical. There is almost a a formula, an A B C equals D that. Um, in some ways it's easier to teach because you can kind of do the, do this, do this, do this. And there's always going to be, you know, ups and downs, but there's a formula where it's eBay. There is, it is a little, a little more challenging maybe. Oh, think, think about it right now. eBay, you can go into a thrift store. You so you look up comps, you can find now there's more ways to do it, but you find things that have sold at a certain price. You pick it up, you go home, you take a picture and you post it. The only thing I think that will be the hiccup for you will be, if you have to ship it. And that that does take time. Right. Right? Like, I don't stress about shipping now, but it does take time mm-hmm. to figure it out. So Amazon, it's like, anyways, I can go on and on and on. But Amazon's good. I'm not saying Amazon's bad. It's just, it, there, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah. So, all right. We so got on a rabbit trail there. Okay. Got any random stories? Um, I do, yeah. Really? I, I'd like to hear it. So... Well, you go first. I, I, I might save this for my hustle of the week. You know, we should have um, an edited outtakes of how many times. Like people say I say ROI a lot. I think you say you go first a lot. Do I? And I think, yeah, and I, I think you do. Well, I, part of that is if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see uh, Orlando types up the notes for the show on like what, what we're going to be talking about. I don't see it, this paper, until I hit record. That is true. That is true. That is true. But 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 Mike's Mike's a pro at this. All right, so I'll go first. So did I? You know, did you know I went to the bins in San Diego? I, I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to share this because you guys that do bins out there, you know, at the Goodwill, you guys are warriors. Like bins are no joke. And again, I think we get the raw deal in San Diego. So let me explain to you first about how it's different. So I see people on Instagram all the time with their phones out taking video. No video was allowed at this at these mm. bins. And actually, it's funny because I'm, I was with Latin Pickers, Christian and Adam. I took out my phone, and I did one of these, like, panning. Mm. And as soon as they said it, she very clearly said, no recording devices allowed on the floor. And so Christian goes, put the phone away. Put the phone away. So I put the phone away, but I got my shot in. And then... 
at other places, like you get to choose your bin, right? If you go, you show up and you line up here, you get raffle tickets. Mm. And so you could be the first person there. Like we were there, I would say we were probably half, like let's say there's 100 people, we're like number 50. We probably didn't get into like we were like 70 something. Oh. Right. So, so, you know, and then raffle ticket. Why don't they just do like the, the Beetlejuice take a number, you know, post office or DMV, like your number E19. And then like they just, nope. that way it's like first come, first served. Nope. nope. They, they did not reward the hustle. Man, what, I wonder what the logic is behind that. Are raffle tickets uh, just cheaper than, than, than tickets that go in the airport? I mean, they could even do that with raffle tickets. Because everybody order. has their fair opportunity. But is that fair? Yeah, but what does fair mean these days? Well, there's a difference. Does fair between, really mean fair these There's days? a difference between equality and equity, but we don't have to get into okay, all that. Okay, that's all. So this was fair. Gotcha. So then, after that, they started calling out numbers. Once my number got called, I didn't get to choose a bin. I just got to go to the bin that was next in the setup. Like, I started walking towards some other bins, and the lady's like, no, 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 this is your bin. So I got stuck in this bin, which I don't mind women's clothing. It's just that I'm not as good at women's clothing. So... This bin was full. So then you go in and you're there. And then so eventually they tell you you can, you know, start going to town, whatever. So you start going through the bins and then people start going to your bin. And they're like, hey, can I can I pick from here? And, you know, most of the time I said no. The lady next to me was looking for women's clothing and I was looking for men's clothing. So we had a conversation and she set aside men's clothing. I set aside women's clothing for her. I don't know what I was setting aside. And then I guess on top of that, if you've, you're a bin regular, like you make network connections and you know what other people are looking for. So you, then you can make trades. Mm. So I'm going through my bin and this was, this was labor. Like this wasn't like, you know, going through racks. This was like, you're picking up stuff. And, and you know, I did, I did feel gross. Like it was disgusting, but yeah, I've seen videos where people are wearing gloves at the bins. Yeah, like when I they did. go to bins, they and bring like full on, yeah. full gloves. You didn't bring gloves? No, but my rationale was they don't clean the clothes at the thrift store. Why would they clean the clothes in the bin? It's all the same. Mm. You just feel better because it's on a hanger. It's true. Okay. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments. It just so then I went to this hard goods bin. Like there's like two of them. That one, that was just like, hmm. I feel like, like I feel like bins of that kind of stuff would just be like everything would be broken at that point. Well, yeah, there was a lot of broken stuff. I was kind of scared. Like, okay, if I pull this box, like stuff fell out. I'm like knives. Like, yeah, <laughs> like what's in like what's in here? And so I'm going through, I'm going through, I'm going through, and it was probably 45 minutes. And here's the thing: you take everything out of the, and these aren't like bins, like you know, you see those bins at the hospital, right? You know, kind of like how El Chapo escaped, right? Like one of those. No, these are like huge, like. 10 foot like bins. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. And you yeah. do the donations at Goodwill. Uh -huh. So then when you take everything out, you're expected to put everything back in too. Right. So then you got that. Then you're walking through and I had to keep asking permission like, hey, can I? Uh, no. No. Right. And eventually people would let me like, look, but you're looking at people's scraps. Mm. Right. But everybody was looking for different things. So man, the I want the story to get better. It just... To me, it didn't get better. So, yeah, I guess my question to interject is, would you recommend me going to the San Diego Benz anytime soon? To experience it. To experience it, but not for a, a huge ROI? Because here, here's the thing. So I was talking to Christian and Adam, and they loved it. Mm. My guess is the Benz is like any other system. Like, as, if you're there consistently, 
you get to understand how it works. You get to know the people and it works for you. Mm. You know, this was my first time. So obviously I'm very unjust in my judgment of it because maybe there's some good things. I will tell you though, I spent an hour. Uh, I had some dirty underwear I came across. I had comforters that who knows was on those comforters. It was pretty gross. Uh, and then I came out with a NYPD jacket and a mag light for myself. And that was it. And, and here's the catcher. So you watch all these people on Instagram and YouTube. That's it. No, that was it. And you, you see them and they buy stuff by the pound. Mm-hmm. This place was not by the pound. So, so per item. It, yeah. And it was arbitrary. Like I showed they just up. picked. Like, yeah. I'm they- like, how much? They're like, Oh, um, $3. Like what? Was there a haggle room? Like is a garage sale? No, no, there's no haggle room. And, and then we got in trouble because there was a starter jacket, like a satin, um, I think it was a Sixers one. And we were kind of trying to negotiate with somebody and they came up to us. They're like, there are no negotiations on the sales floor. You cannot discuss things. I'm like, wow. Like this is like intense. Like if I didn't know I was making money, I would think I was, like, in some kind of labor camp. Yeah, like you were in trouble for something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the guards are walking by, making sure I'm doing my labor. Isn't that weird, like, if you think about it? I can't imagine other very many other situations where the customer is treated like, like, like they own you, like you're a terrible person, right? That, that's how I felt. I did feel that way. I mean, because you walk into any other store, kind of the feeling is like we need to kind of pander to our customers. We need to make sure that they have what they need, that they feel they feel like our entire service is for them, that they're loved. If they have any questions or concerns, we're here for them. Sounds like uh, sounds like the Goodwill bins was not like that at all. I did not get, and it's we're sad. like, where it's almost like you're a criminal. We're we're doing you a service. Come on in, but you're gonna follow our rules. Do what we say. And I can imagine, like, if it's as rough as you say, like, maybe they have to be that firm or it's chaos, right? So, like... It could be. I mean, I will say there were a lot of regulars there. I mean, it was obvious people knew each other, mm-hmm. right? And they also, some of them were kind to the management. So, it was obviously, you know, you had those people that had already networked ahead of time. I just... uh, I, Maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll go one time and, and just... Just to experience it again. But I... For me... I'm just a fan of just going to a thrift. Like, here's what we did. After that, we hit thrift stores. Piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I was just very grateful for thrift stores because I showed up. Oh, there's a pair of shoes. There's a pair of shoes. Rack, rack, rack. Oh, here's a shirt. You know, I didn't have to, like, dig through stuff. I didn't have to, you know, try to find my way into things. I mean, I had, I did have a few ladies as they were coming by, like, give me the shove, like, because mm-hmm. I was in their way. I'm, I'm a bigger dude, and I take the space, so they were letting me know I was in, in their way. So nice. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I drove by a garage sale today and they were starting to bring stuff out. Yeah. And I just kept on driving cause there was probably like nine or 10 people standing around the table as they're bringing it out and more people were coming and like, they're literally just people standing waiting. And I'm like, by the time I get up there, anything good that comes out on the first few things are like, it's going to be gone. I'm going to yeah. head up to the next I can't imagine being at the like the bins like that. Like uh, that many people, I don't know. Like I'm I'm competitive, but um, I when it comes to reselling, like maybe my competitive nature doesn't come out in that way. Like I want to I want to outsmart people. I want to plan the better route. I want to find the better items because I've done my research. I don't like the the feeling of like twenty people hanging over one box, all trying to like dig through and get one thing. Like yeah. That to me, I don't know. 
because but the, people but are mean, man. And I think to myself, like, I, I'm I'm restraining myself. Like, if I wanted to, I could be meaner than you're being, and I'm not. That makes me a better person than you, and you should be ashamed. That's but it's kind of like it felt a little bit like retail arbitrage during Q4. Do you remember that anxiety feeling? Maybe, maybe not, that? not, not to that extent, but like, like Black Friday. Oh, okay, you didn't get to go. I to didn't Black get Friday. to go Black Friday. But Black Friday, I get that. Like people are like rushing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I want those Lego boxes, and like you know, elbows are being thrown, and people are purposely shoving cards into you. It wasn't as bad at the bins, but I kind of I had that feeling. You had that feeling. I had that. Feeling. So I mean, maybe if you thrive off of that, like. That's that's the place for you. Some people do, right? Like some people enjoy that kind of no, I get anxiety. It. And I'm I'm a hustle kind of guy, but I can tell you, I have since I went full time, my anxiety is like down to zero. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it doesn't take much for me to like it. It takes a lot for me to get stressed about something. Do you? But do you think that's because you've got like this well oiled machine? And we've talked about that before, like the pipeline being being ready and prepared, you know, before you go full time. But I'm just thinking because like we've talked about it on the show, like we're we're planning in in the near future for my wife to go full time reselling, right? So, um, we're kind of just not stressed, but like there's that feeling of okay, like right now we have guaranteed money coming in every week, and it's or not every week, but you know every two weeks paycheck. And it's, it's a really good sized paycheck and there's all these benefits. And so there's the fear of the unknown of, okay, you're going to have to work really hard. And even if you work really hard, there's not the guarantee of money coming in. Do you, do you feel that, like, do you have that kind of anxiety ever or? So I I don't, so here's the thing. And we talk about this in, in a lot of our episodes of that pipeline is the fact that like that day. For me, not scoring at the bins didn't buy. Like, I didn't walk away like, oh, no, like, I have nothing to list. Mm. I need to source more. Like, I have so much already. Like, I didn't have to stress about it. Mm. And I think I think that comes with time. As you build your eBay store, like, you know, like, you'll have consistent sales because you have a certain number. You know, we talk about 500 kind of being that number of listings you need to have consistent sales. And on top of that. You know, we talk about what, what would we call them? Uh, investing piles or something? Uh, inventory reserves. Inventory. So I have enough inventory reserves that I'm like, well, if I didn't make it too much on the sourcing end today, I'm okay. Right. And I think eventually when you're full time with eBay, I, I think there's still that pressure like, I need to make sales. But you come to the realization like, there's nothing you can do to control that except by listing. And so that's kind of, I think, where I'm at right now. Because Actually, you know, last two days were kind of blah on sales, but it was weird. I go, I started thinking like, why am I not stressed out? Right? Like I should be like, oh no, like I got it. And I, and I wasn't because I understood like, hey, I just got to get in there. I got to list more. There's still stuff to source and that's just the way things go. Hmm. So I don't know. It does take time though. Cause you know, I'm sure this summer I'll have these episodes where I'm like, yeah, Mike, I'm kind of stressed right now. Yeah. So that and, Q4. and and then the other thing too, and 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 I know this is like really raw, just to be asking, and and I know you're not a fan of like oh, giving good. numbers because numbers are, uh, um, you know, they're not always perfect. But what do you think the magic number is for the type of reselling that that you know that I do with, with eBay? I'm not doing Amazon at this point, but the way I go um, occasionally to thrift stores and garage sales, and the way I list on eBay. And then the Poshmark and all of that. Like, what do you think the the hourly amount of of work 
needs to go in in order to say like, okay, you could probably do pretty good at this amount. Like, what do you think that hour mark is? I don't think it's measurable. Uh, and this is why I say that. I say when you first start reselling, even if you're not full time, it's you. It's hours upon hours upon hours because you're doing everything you can to build that pipeline. So you can't really, you can't count on like, hey, I should be making a certain dollar amount per hour. Because right? that's really hard because how do you measure the sales? How do you put in the work? Now, there should be a point in time where you should have a goal number. And for me, it's every week of how much I need to make on eBay to cover my bills and to still have capital. And then with Amazon, that's not, it's not play money, but it's scaling money. Hmm. So whatever money I have from that, then I'm like, hey, if I need to come across and make a two to $3,000 deal, like I can make it because I have that Amazon money and I keep stacking that money. Now, do you think, and again, it's always different because every item in your store is very different. There's items I sell where it's it's a 5 or $10 profit and there's items I sell that's, you know, $100 profit. But mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about that magic 500 inventory being like the daily sales mark. What do you think is that you, you're going to probably need to be quite a bit above that to average out to be okay. like, okay. So where do, where did you feel numbers of listings in your store where you were like, okay, this is... I feel at this point where I'm, I've got enough money coming in. Okay, so they're all vague answers. I know, yeah, and, well, they're vague questions too. Yeah, there are some people that have, you know, they have 500 listings and they make just as much as money as I do or more. Right, right, because they have like the right kind of items or their sales velocity. Uh, but I think for, garage sale and thrift stores is probably going to provide a little bit different. Like I, I, I feel like that's going to average out a little bit more than like somebody who's going out and buying high-end purses and flipping those, right? Like, No, I agree. I agree. I mean, for me, I think 1,300 was a number. Okay. Like once I hit 1,300, and again, this is all depends on what you source, what's your average selling price. But for me, it was 1,300 because I got to a place that maybe if I don't list a couple days, I'm still going to have some sales. And some of them are getting bread and butter. And then I'll have those, you know, $100 sales, $200 sales, $300 sales that – you know, I might have two two days. Let's say let's say my mark was I'm just gonna throw in the number. Let's say I needed to make three hundred dollars a day, right? So one day I make fifty, and one day I make a hundred. Well, that's that's only one hundred fifty. But let's say the next day, you know, I have you know five to six hundred dollars in sales. Well, that's you know that's gonna compensate for one or two, and then and I have another day that's four to six hundred dollars in sales, and that compensate. Now, now that's not. And I'm including eBay and Amazon because I'm still, I keep telling you, I'm trying to make eBay my main thing. I still highly depend on Amazon. Mm. Amazon, it's just, it's one of those where I'm just going to keep riding that train. I'm going to keep building eBay, but I'm going to keep riding that train because the the velocity of the sales is just, you can't beat it on eBay. You just can't. I, now, how often... Um, how often when you go into stores, this is becoming the Mike Q and a, uh, it's all good. Mike, Mike asks questions. Our organic the, episode. Uh, so how often, like we walk into stores, I know you do a lot of like retail arbitrage at like Target, Amazon, or Amazon, Target, Walmart, Ross, those yeah. kinds of places. So you walk in and I, I've, I've tried, like I had a, bo- a little box at one point where stuff I was going to try and send into Amazon, but I do the thing we've talked about. We, I know it's scanning, scanning, scan tons and tons of items. But it, I always felt like if I got lucky, I might find like maybe an item where I was like, oh, I'm going to make, you can make a $12 profit on this. And there's a whole three of them here. 
And if I drove to every Target for that one item, like how often are you walking into Target's, Walmart's, and like can consistently fill up your cart with stuff? So I right now, and I talked about this in, on Reezy's show, so I'm doing RA about twice a week, two days a week. So that's enough for me to send in a shipment a week. Now, there's also those things that are sprinkled in. So there's like, let's say I'm at a garage sale and I find a DVD recorder that I can flip for 300 on Amazon. Or there's like that Best Buy liquidation where I bought all those toners. Like those will get dropped in. You know what I mean? It's just extra. Right. So this is what I'll say about Amazon. Like I could drop a thousand and I'll get that thousand back before the month ends mm. and profit on top of that. That's how fast it is. Right. With eBay, you know, it's funny because we just talked about all these things about Amazon like 20 minutes ago or maybe more. And with eBay, you know, I could drop a thousand, you know, let's say at a garage sale and that could be six months till I see, you know, not, not, uh, not six months, maybe two, three months to get the thousand back and all the profit. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So like, for instance, like I use, and I don't recommend people do this, but I use a credit card because I get miles on Southwest. And so I'm always paying that credit card off. Right. So it's something you definitely can do. It's just, I don't know what your question was. Oh, your question was, you know, what's a good number for me? It's seven days. And right now the way I'm doing it is I need to make enough through eBay to pay my bills within those seven days. And then I'll, I'll feel good. Like I don't even, if it's Wednesday or Thursday and I'm not reaching like this daily goal, which I stopped doing, I don't stress about it. If it's Saturday and sales are coming in, I'm like, okay, how's my Amazon been? Okay, I'm good. Yeah. So with Amazon, with retail arbitrage twice a week, just for our listeners to know too, because this is something I don't even know about you. I imagine sometimes when I think of you going out sourcing, I think of myself sourcing. Like sometimes it's like I go out sourcing for an hour or two if I'm really, really lucky. But I'm assuming when you're sourcing, it's it's quite a bit longer. Than no, that. no, no. We're talking about like eight hours a pop. So, so what does that look like? How long are you in each store? How like it all depends. So let's say you go to one store and you find an item that has super nice ROI. So let's say it's something you can buy for twenty bucks and you can flip. Let's say for eighty, right? So you'll look at other stuff in the store and you'll see if there's anything else. But if you find that one, then you start looking online and seeing what other stores have it. Then the goal of that day is to hit every single store within a radius mm. and just pick up that item and send the item as fast as I can and flip it as fast as I can. So let's say that took you three hours. Now you've got, you know, five hours left. Do you now walk whatever store you're in now start scanning new items and you just keep? No, I, I, I oh, that's, I get where you're coming from. So I will only spend, I'll only do scanning for maybe, you know, let's say I go to three different stores. Sometimes I usually go by chain. Mm -hmm. So I might go just Target, I might go just Walmart or some other stores I go to. And I'll spend an hour in the morning. And I know there's tactical arbitrage and there's other software. So I'm fully aware about that. This is just the way I do it. Wait, is this the episode? Did you trick me into making No, no, I'm just, I'm just, just curious, you know. So to... I'll spend the hour scanning and then I'll go, huh. Or if I see something, somebody will DM me, you know, here's Bolo or, or I'll see something on IG or I'll, you know, somehow word of mouth and catch something, I'll go out there and I won't even scan. But let's say I'm going in cold, right? Either one, I'll do my research online the night before, right? I'll check out clearance or I'll check out. You know, it's good. things you could do on tactical arbitrage. I'll do that. Like I'll find a certain, 
I'll start looking for items in certain categories that I know that I've done well in and see if there's anything on sale or anything I can get with a deal. Or I'll take a look and see, you know, does any store have a buy two, get one free or, or something like that. Then based on that, I'll go to that store and then I'll start scanning and see how I can stack uh, the deals on there. Then after I do that, then I have, let's say, a good five to ten items that I need to get from every single store. And then once, you know, I can hit every single store until, like, my car can take no more or I'm just exhausted or whatever it is, then I'll go home, you know, I'll put, I'll process all of it and I'll ship it to Amazon that day Hmm. or maybe the next day. That's how I do it. So I will tell you, I haven't done a lot of that this last month because I've had a lot of inventory that I waited to ship out. Gotcha. So I had a lot of Q4 stuff that I held on to that now I'm making money on that now I've sent out and now I'm cashing in on. Nice. So um, teach Mike how to Amazon part one. There you go, guys. Um, all right. So my random story, I guess I'll do this one. I was, Wait, what? Okay. I was, I was kind of thinking about doing this as my, um, as my hustle of the week, but it, it it's an interesting story. My most random story I'm gonna have to tell you off air. Uh, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, it was really, really okay. crazy. Okay. But, um, but this one was interesting. So I go into a thrift store and, and there's this one thrift store that I go to that I almost never find anything except for vintage toys, which is really weird because it's just a Salvation Army, right? Like I go yeah. into all kinds of Salvation Armies. But like you said, like every place has its weakness. And I also feel like every thrift store also has for whatever reason, like that one item that it's like every time I'm here, I find a whatever, right? So I'm always finding vintage toys at this one Salvation Army. And I, I found these three boxes that were, I don't even remember the, the brand name, but it was, um, I think, Metalworks, something or something to, along those lines. Okay. And they were tanks, okay? Nice. But only one of the boxes actually had the tank in it. Another box had a different tank, and one box was empty. So I'm like, okay. First one I grabbed, I'm like, oh, this is new in box. Yeah. Then as I'm looking at the other boxes, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is definitely not new in box. So... um I'm looking at this tank and then as I'm looking at the tank, what it says it is, and there's like two different vehicles and there's like a tank and like another vehicle and there's some like little army men. And I turn the box around and on the back, I look at the name of the tank on the front and then the back of the picture and it's definitely not the tank that's in there. And so I'm like, okay, so this is, I can't sell this with the box, but I'm looking up these tanks and I'm like, but these still sell like no problem. Yeah. Like I could sell this without the box, just this tank. It looks like it's in pretty good condition. So I get home and I, I paid up on it. Like I paid $12 for this box. The other two boxes I had to leave because they didn't have, like they were open and pieces were missing okay. and one didn't have a tank at all. So I get home and I'm like super excited and I'm showing my wife and I'm like, check this out, right? Like it's a toy. I love vintage toys. It's a toy. And, and I take it out and immediately I could tell a difference between the build quality of the little tiny vehicle that was in there was like a truck with like an army guy in it and the tank. The truck was nice, solid metal, but it's really tiny. And this tank was plastic. And I'm like, Oh man, I look at the bottom of it and it says made in China. Oh, and it has a different name brand on it than the box. And I'm like, so basically I just, I got banged. That's, that's essentially what, what, what happened to me. But then I was like, you know what? Because I, I almost handed it to my son, like, here, just play with this, right? Then I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe like this little tiny metal one is worth something. So I looked it up, and I found the brand that it was of this, like, little vehicle, and it had uh, two army soldiers with it. 
And if you have the right ones, they're selling for quite a bit of money, like $40, $50 for new in box, even open ones. But I couldn't find out what kind of vehicle this was. So I did a sell one like this on somebody else's. And I just took out all the names of the vehicles that were in the kit. And I just said vehicle, right? (laughs) And I was like, in my description, and I I said, army men plus accessories. And my description was, I don't know anything about these, but it looks like it's in okay condition. Refer to pictures, right? Sold the next day, not for a ton of money, but made my money back plus some, right? Nice. So I was like, okay, I lost 12 bucks. Nope. I made that money back, sold it for a little <laughs> bit more than 20. Then I'm looking at the tank and they also have some army men and I did some research on it and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to make like 40 bucks off this tank, nice. even though it's not the one in the box, yeah. even though it wasn't like I, so I'm going to end up still coming out ahead on this deal that I was about ready to just like either throw in the trash or just, you know. Basically say it's it's pointless. But that again, see, but I love that. Like that's why I'm such a big eBay, like thrifting garage sale proponent, because that's fun. Like that's exciting. Like I love hearing your story. You know, it's and I talked about it to some reason, but that truck, that five dollar uh buddy L truck that I picked up. Are we gonna talk about that again? No, we're not gonna talk about it again, but it was one of those where I didn't even research, I just saw it at the garage sale. I'm like, hey, wait, don't leave without me. I grabbed the truck, I paid for it, and I left. And there you go. You know what made me feel even worse about that? Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, check out re- our episode, Reezy Resells. Yeah. It's on there. Yeah. So what made me feel even worse about that was my wife watched the Reezy video, and she goes, you know what I don't understand? Is even if it wasn't Tonka, how come he didn't just pick it up for Judah, which is my son? Because my <laughs> son loves tractors and trucks like that's all he plays with right now he's he's not even two years old yet but like that is his favorite like he will just spend forever playing with them and i was like i don't know i was in a rush i wanted to get to the next garage sale so it was kind of like even if it wasn't worth anything I, it was still kind of the slap in my face of like why didn't i even at least think of like picking it up as a toy for okay but to but, feel better to help you feel better so what time did you get to the garage sales again i was there before I think it was like they started at seven or started at eight. I don't know. I was there as all the places were setting up. Okay. So around seven, I bought that truck. I want to say it was like after, uh, like close to nine o'clock. So you weren't the only one. So a lot of people will pass it up. Uh, tons of people passed it up. And it was, it was, you saw where it was. It was yeah. right front and center. Yeah. And so anyways, eh, it happens. I there still haven't sold it. All right. You, 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 you don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. So, so it's a tough, uh, it's a tough one. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some current topics here. All right. We already talked about our interview with Reezy, so if you haven't had a chance, check it out. I definitely thought that was that was different than I anticipated. Yeah, no, it was good. Right? It was very eBay-centric. Which well, to an extent, I think there was some eBay talk, but I also feel like there was there was a little bit more Amazon talk because I don't know much about Amazon, so... But it was more eBay talk than normal on a Reezy show. Okay. Because Reezy's very big on Amazon. Right. So I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being able to just share a, kind of what we do, like yeah. eBay and Amazon, the podcast. And actually, you know, talking to Reezy was great, too, because we got, to, you know, I, I guess I learned a lot from Reezy that I've never known before. Yeah. And we even got to talk off air after for a little bit. So that's yeah, great. that was awesome. That was good. So if you had a chance, check it out. All right. I don't know. if So I just, we've talked so much, so much about Amazon. So. I don't know how much I, this relates to reselling. This is why. So I don't know if you've caught on. You remember all the fake reviews that were happening with Amazon back no, in the day? No. You don't remember that? Like years ago, like you used to be able to like send people 
samples and and or like you know your item and then in exchange it could write your review oh right yep right okay yeah i know you i, I guess i didn't know the context of what you're saying fake reviews but yeah there's there's certainly people who you could tell the so reviews are not legitimate yeah well they weren't fake but they right. weren't like verified purchase right? right and i guess now like it's <laughs> it's still bad and the reason i'm saying this is because we talk about why be careful on amazon right and you know we're not we don't know. I don't know anything about private label. I just know maybe it's a good thing. You know, it's probably a really good thing that I'm missing out on. But, you know, what, what's happening is is probably the most. So some UK consumer group did research and found out that seven out of 10 headphones that are posted on Amazon have fake reviews. Right. So you so you look at that and you go, OK, so if I ever wanted to get into any kind of private label, like, I just think that would be a tough field. Yeah, it's, that's. Right? It's kind of like Instagram. Like, we could buy followers right now. Do you know that? Yeah, no, for we, sure. We could buy likes. Yep. We could buy views on videos. We could buy interactions in our comments. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. But we can't do that on eBay. Well, and I think, no, you can't do that on eBay. You know what I think, too, though? That one, Amazon is combating this a little bit with obviously the verified purchase that helps. I think two people can tell if you're being wise, cause you can't just look at, at, Oh, there's however many five stars. I think that's a good first indicator, but you can usually read through some, some and tell pretty quickly like, okay, this was a thoughtful review. Somebody probably knows what they're talking about, or this is just, you know, paste, copy and paste, copy and yeah, paste yeah. of like, it doesn't even really match what the item is. Um, but one thing I've noticed, I've seen a few times on Amazon is they'll show, um, like somebody will say like a uh, top 10% reviewer. And so like reviewers are even being rated. Oh, that is true. So if they, I, but if, that's been going on for years. But if you move to a market like that, where, I mean, cause I, one of the reasons I like, I like to read certain things on Reddit is I love the upvote downvote option. Right. That's true. And then there was also a forum that I used to be a part of where, um, the users could get rated. You would rate users depending on, um, if they're being, you know, helpful with their contributions. And so you can immediately see like, oh, this person has negative rating or this person has really high, high rating. And you, they just, what they says, what they said had more weight, right? You know, there's more value on, to it. We're on Reddit. Did you know that? Well, do Pure, we, Pure podcast. We're on Reddit. We have an account on Reddit. Yeah. Under flipping. But <laughs> we haven't been, we haven't been active, but do we have a page? We don't have a page. No. Well, then everybody has a count on Reddit. Not everybody. I know, but, but we come. Anyways. Okay. So, anyways. Totally <laughs> steered us in the wrong direction. Okay. Going back to what you're saying. But we though, should start a Pure Hustle podcast Reddit. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, we, have a lot, we have a lot of platforms already. That's right. We'll just add another one. So, we need to do some more TikToks. Nah. I'm just joking. All right. So, but going back to what you're saying, it's one of those two with FBA. Like sometimes I'll scan things on FBA and they'll have like five, like five star reviews and it might be a higher ranking. And I'm like, you know what? This has good reviews. There's only a couple of sellers. Maybe this is a good pickup. So now I go, Ooh, I want to pick, you know what I mean? Like, so you're thinking as reseller, you need to check, are these reviews real reviews? No, I'm not saying that. I just, it's just one more thing to be aware of. Just be cognizant of. I, you know, there's not, the, the story is more towards buyers. Like if you're buying something on Amazon, obviously I look at reviews like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like that's my thing. And if, and I look at the 1% reviews, right? Cause I want to know why people really don't like the product. But what's even better though is Amazon 
the upvote downvote thing helps a little bit. They don't have it the same way Reddit has, but Amazon, depending on what you know device you're using to use it, will show you the most helpful positive review and the most helpful negative review. And so people will vote on those because then you get the negative review where somebody's just like, I hate everything, people, stuff, this item, right? And there's no reason for it. Or this like, is one of the weirdest podcasts I think we've ever had. Or, or, or somebody types something where, where like they're mad because of something that has nothing to do with the item at all. Um, and it's not the item's fault. Those aren't helpful one-star reviews. But there are some where it's like a negative review. And, and again, the person is very thoughtful and articulate with what they're saying, right? It's like, hey, like this item, it seems really good, but the build quality here didn't last. And I had some poor customer service. And it's like a long review and it's very insightful. And people will upvote those. And so you can compare the most help, the most upvoted okay. positive review and most upvoted negative review. And you can get like a, a, a good picture as opposed to just the the random, I hate everything or just five stars because why not? Okay. All right. Anyways, we're going to move on from this one. All I wanted to say is, hey, just be aware. Understand that, you know, again, with Amazon, there's so many things you just got to be aware of when you're out there sourcing. Yeah. When you're out there spending that hour, like I do every day scanning, or if you're doing technical arbitrage or whichever way you're, Jungle Scout, whatever way you're sourcing. So, Okay. That, 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 that. Our, our conversations today are definitely interesting. Yeah. To say the least. Okay. Why? We're just having a conversation. No, I know, I know. All right, so this All right, a- we got to get back to business. Orlando's ready for business. Here no, we go. No, 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 no. So, so Mike always gets on my case about being organic. I think we're organic, but I also, like, I want to keep moving. All right, next item, check. All right, so here's it. So I, I posted this on Insta. So... I don't know what it is, but there's like, I think there's two camps when it comes to selling used clothing. There's the one camp that like, it's dead. Like it's not going to happen anymore. Like there's no more money to be made. And then there's the other side, like it's going to be the biggest it's ever been. Right. And so I look at a news story. So there's a news story that was put out by the Wall Street Journal. It's actually, it's more like a, uh, I don't know if it looks like it's not an op-ed, but it's a story. And it's basically at Neiman Marcus and H&M are going to be tapping the secondhand market. So they're going to be selling used clothing. And to me, I go, okay, there's there's two things to think about with that. One is, is that going to increase our competition? Or does that just show, hey, you know what? This is going to be better for us in the next few years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I, 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 I'm afraid of, of having too many thoughts on it. Okay. Well, let's put, let's put it this way. The secondhand market is projected to be worth $51 billion by 2023. Okay, so... What is it What is it worth right now? So, here, let me read you some items, okay? So, uh, I, I didn't want to read too many notes here, okay? So, H&M, they, they have, the, like, these take-back boxes available where shoppers can turn in used clothing for recycling and receive a 15% discount on the next purchase, right? And so, they get that. And then what ends up happening is they have this renew program, right? They take it back, they clean them, they mend them, and then they are resold and then the portions go to charity. Nice. Right? So to me, and this that's just with HM, H&M, there's also, you ever heard of the Real Real? No. So Real Real, they've had commercials now. I've seen them. I think I've seen them on, I, on, uh, on Apple TV when I'm trying to watch something or on YouTube or something, right? But... 
they they're the one that do luxury brands, right? So they buy and use luxury brands, right? And then they resell it. So they're kind of a place like you can like send it and they'll like validate it. And and I'm sure some of our listeners out there use the real real. But what I what I'm trying to say is so you're asking what the number is right now, right? 24 billion in 2018. Okay. Okay. By 2023, that's 51 billion. That's almost double. That's a lot. Hmm. So that could be now that's with a lot of, you know, is the economy going to be the same? You know, how many more people, but I saw that news story and I go, I'm good with that. Like, cause the more competition means that use and maybe I'm wrong. You can tell me if I'm wrong that it'll be trendier, which it already is trendy to buy. Would you agree? It's trendy to like in use clothing. It'll be even more trendier, which I don't know if it's going to drive people to the eBay. Right. But people are going to have to look for those things that they want. If they can't find it at these stores. Hey, if you're the one who has it on eBay, you're going to be able to get more money for it. Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) I feel like I'm just reporting the news right now. That's good. That's good. All right. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. All right. How about how about this one? So did you hear about the eBay Amazon drama? No. Okay. So <laughs> so Mike, when he says he doesn't see anything, he's right. He just shows up and we start recording. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is interesting. I'll, I'll share with you why I think this is interesting. So I think eBay and Amazon, so Jeff Bezos, and or is it Bezos? Jeff Bezos. And Devin... I always feel like I mess up his last name. Wenig, the CEO of eBay. So at eBay Open, maybe we'll ask him. How do you? Say, maybe he'll pronounce it. Do you think? Do you think we'll have a chance to talk to him? Yeah, why not? <laughs> or Pure Russell Podcast. Come on. Yeah, that's true. Like we're we're the real deal. Like he, he's gonna want to talk to Come us. On. If you haven't seen our conspiracy like videos, like we're all about Devin. It's true that so, we can't even say his last name. We can't. We can't. So we won't speak about what that which is sacred. That's true. He <laughs> right. should not be named. So, so they have both. They both had letters to shareholders, right? Which I thought was super interesting the way this was worded. Now, so Amazon, you know, people are talking about FBA is dead and FBA, like you know, you shouldn't jump in it. Like I don't tell you don't jump into Amazon because it's dead or because, you know, it's a dying bit. I, I'm telling you because there's a lot of hoops and you should jump into it. Just be careful. So in 1999, 3% of Amazon sales were from third-party sellers, okay? By 2000, oh, not by two, let's, let's jump to 2010. By 2010, 34% of the share of sellers on Amazon were third-party sellers. By 2015, 51%. By this last year, 58%. So over half of Amazon sales are from third-party sellers. That's impressive, especially because Amazon has grown a lot in that period. So what so what I'm trying to say is like Amazon is definitely something you can still jump into. Okay, but here's what's interesting. So so Mr. Bezos, in his lovely letter to shareholders, goes, Why did independent sellers do so much better selling on Amazon than they did on eBay? So just slam. Like, doesn't even hold, like, doesn't even just say like other platforms, just calls out eBay. I think that's a big deal. He goes, and why were independent sellers able to grow so much faster than Amazon's own highly organized first party sales organization? Right? So he's saying, hey, 
We provided this for you. Why are you able to do better than we do? He goes, there isn't one answer, but we do know one extremely important part of the answer. We helped independent sellers compete against our first party business by investing and offering them the very best selling tools we could imagine and build. I'm like, wow, that's true, but it's kind of not true either because they dropped a hammer. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with their tools that they provide. They do provide- What tools? The seller app? Yeah. Which is a cool tool. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you say you can go into a store, you're not using any other third-party software, you're just using the seller app. That's just true. That's true. Right. So, and it helps, but I got to use, I, mean, I the do numbers use Keepa, though. Get. I use Keepa.com. I use the Chrome extension, how many. I use, a, I use a few other things, but you're right. That's I mean, the metrics you get, do you get just natively off of Amazon more than 90 days? Uh, you just get the ranking at that point in time. That's it. Mm -hmm. So wherever it's at, like Keepa gives you the ranking, like as long as the product's been out there, right? Which you got to pay for. I think it's like 15 a month. But anyways, I thought that was interesting because obviously Amazon very much is all about the third party seller, right? So FBA is definitely alive. All right. And then they talked about, you know, there are many such great tools, including tools that help sellers manage inventory, which there is, process payments, track shipments, create reports, blah, blah. And their reporting on Seller Central, I think, is second to none. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot to get to the reports, but their reports are pretty incredible if you get to it. But here's, <laughs> and so, you know, the CEO of eBay was, you know, Devin was a little, a little bothered by this. So he goes, Unlike other digital commerce businesses, we don't compete with our sellers and we refuse to compromise the shopping experience to push house brands and irrelevant posts. Millions of small businesses and consumers sell only on eBay. I believe it's because our purpose and policies, this matters to customers. We fundamentally object to unnaturally bundling services to overcome barriers to competition. That's eBay. Right? What, I mean, what have we been talking about, like about Amazon lately? Yeah, but but I think ultimately, and they they both know it too, um, and they're speaking to their to their clientele, as it were. Uh, but but this is comparing apples to oranges here. You think so? Yeah, I mean they're 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 it, they're both reselling platforms, but they're very very different. Like true, eBay is not competing against us, um, but they're not a they're not they don't sell items, right? Like that's not their thing. They're just a platform for, that'd be like Craigslist saying like, we do not compete against our sellers, right? Like it's, it's a completely different platform. Whereas Amazon, um, they, they're are, they are combining the best of both worlds, right? Like as, as a customer, it's great. The fact that you can get items from Amazon, that they are a, a retail company that's yeah. selling products, but they also are welcoming other people. It'd be like Walmart saying like, Hey, you can come in and, and buy stuff at Walmart, but there's also like, if you want, you can set up a booth and sell stuff in our Walmart, right? Which okay. is kind of what Amazon is doing here. True. But I don't know. I, Amazon, like, and we talked about this on Reezy show where Amazon in every which way will try to beat you. Like if you're trying to do private label, they're going to try, if your private label is doing well, they'll try, they'll go after your private label and they'll do their Amazon basics. Oh, yeah. I mean, but your you, house brand, right? If you have a hot selling item in Q4, right? And Amazon doesn't have it. Next thing you know, it'll show up and it'll complete and it'll tank your price, right? eBay, eBay is not going to go find a rain spooner shirt. eBay, you know, when it comes to like even new products, because 
What you know? Did you know that we're a super small percentage of the eBay market? Oh, like I'm vintage sure. and used, yeah, like I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm pretty sure. much all new. Yeah. But I don't ever hear stories of eBay going. You know, I want to sell this. We want to make money on this board game too. So we're gonna buy a ton of these because it's gonna undercut everybody. Because it's in their best interest not to, right? Like eBay doesn't have the overhead that Amazon has. Amazon has the warehouses. They have their storing, their shipping. They're doing all of that eBay isn't doing anything except connect their broker. They're connecting two people together. Agreed. Right. So Which it's apples like oranges. But I think it's like that's that's the core of reselling though. Like we're connecting people to items. eBay is just that middleman for us. Yeah, they're the broker between that. But what Amazon is doing is they're providing you with their name, their platform, people searching on their platform, their store, right? When people are searching on Amazon, they're they're searching a trusted store, right? Like even okay. with the idea, like when they see we Prime talked about on, that, yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 a completely different thing. They're storing the items, they're shipping the items, they're they're managing the items while it's there. Like so so it's they're they're providing a different service than eBay is providing. Okay. So I mean, it really is apples to oranges, and I'm 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 not saying that that one is better than the other. Like they're both just different, and so and and I think they realize that that when they're they're making these comments, like it's easy if you're if you're 100 pro eBay, you're gonna like take the dig against Amazon and be like, haha, they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. And if you're Amazon, you're gonna say the same thing to eBay. But I think they're both filling different a different niche, right? I mean, because you're the one that said, I mean, you can. I think that it's easy to point to Amazon and say like they're using they're using that 58% of sales to better their numbers, right? Ultimately oh, they are. But you mentioned in a previous podcast, why does the baker make the bread and why does the brewer no, make I the... No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Right. Right. It's better it, their, their own standard of living and therefore everybody else's improves. Right. So they're doing it. They're doing it not out of a love for their resellers. It's not like they're just like, we want to do something wonderful for these other people. They want to help themselves out. And as they're rising, as their business does better, all of the people who are attached to them get to come up to. It's like oh. the the rising tide, right? Yeah, no, I know. Ra- ra- raising all ships. But, no, I okay, so you're right. I'm not going to disagree with you. But I think in those comments, I think they both very much spelled out the essence of each company, right? So if you're going to go to Amazon, right, Amazon wants you to succeed and they're going to make Prime, like, accessible to all customers. Like, even this last Q4, you didn't even have to be Prime to sell, to make sale, you know, to get Prime shipping on Amazon, right? eBay, right? The CEO had it right. eBay will not compete against you. And eBay, to me, eBay is very much more seller focused than Amazon. But Amazon likes you selling on their platform, which is clearly obvious. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, you know, I just thought it was interesting. I, you know, you're, I think there you have a very strong case that is apples to oranges because, in the end, I don't think Amazon will ever be able to do what eBay does. I think eBay can do what Amazon does. It just would take a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, I just think about it like this: like how how hard certain people try to get into stores. Right? Like if you're an inventor, you make an item, and you're desperately trying to get it into Walmart or Costco or something. Right? Like you want them to sell your item. You try desperately to get your item. If you can get your item a little bit of sh- shelf space in one of these stores, right? They're doing you the favor by getting you by by accepting you in the store. So I, I kind of feel like it's the same thing with Amazon. Amazon by by allowing you to sell on their platform, allowing you to sell items that are you know to sell Nike or to sell Lego or to sell Nerf or these things that are hard to get ungated in. But if you get ungated in them and you're selling on their platform, it's kind of like you're getting into that big box store with your item. Whereas on eBay. 
again, you're just, they're just acting as that broker. It's your own store. You got like your you're own showing up booth. to the rummage sale and you're paying your $10 for the booth. Right. Exactly. Okay. Right. That's, so that's the difference there. So yeah, one of them is more seller focused, right? Whereas Costco is not as focused on or, or target or any of these companies isn't as focused on the people who are providing them the items as they are their customer. Right. Okay, I get it. Because they're providing, if they, if you, you getting into the store is the benefit. All right. I think, I think you said that well. There we go. I, I definitely think it was well stated. So. Well, thank you. Appreciate it, Mike. All right. So this is our, this is our funny update real quick. So we've been tracking Eric, the college pickers, Levi's jacket. If you've been following. So I was talking to Eric, uh, on, on DMS, you know, our first update about his Levi jacket was episode 22. That's crazy. Right. That's what he starts it. We're on episode 45. And right now, so if you don't know what we're talking about, he found a vintage Levi's jacket, I believe from the forties or fifties that he paid a dollar 54 and he sold it for $5,200. Somebody in Japan, he's been trying to ship it for like the last month. And right now, as we speak, it has been according to CP, he messaged the buyer and basically since April 16, it has been stuck in customs in Tokyo. So it's almost there. So lessons to be learned in all this. He actually has a video about this. Is that if you have anything that's over $2,500 that you're trying to sell, you know, one of the things he'll tell you is go FedEx, but, you know, always check everything because it's not like a slam dunk. I don't know. I wonder how it is a global shipping program because his was his Etsy sale. Mm. If it was an eBay global shipping program, I wonder if it would have been just as difficult. No, because they would have made it to Kansas. and I mean, Kentucky, but... Kentucky. Maybe. I don't know. If, if you've sold something for over 2500 you don't have to tell us what it is or anything, and you've done it through a global shipping program, let us know in the comments below. I'd love to hear because I'm interested because... So hopefully by the next time, maybe the next time the jacket makes it is when we have him on our show. That'd be sweet. <laughs> that would be... Well, I don't know if that'd be sweet because that's a few months from now. Uh, well, <laughs> hopefully it happens before then. All right. Hey, real quick. So if you haven't had a chance, uh, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're just listening to the podcast, it'd be awesome for you to come over to YouTube and just hit that subscribe button and that bell button. Cause we also have some videos that were, you know, are in the works that we'll be dropping soon dealing with garage sales and, and other topics, especially this summer. We plan on, on doing a lot more. And also, if you haven't had a chance yet, uh, follow us on Instagram. We are Pierce Podcast on Twitter, Pierce Cast. We are also on Facebook, Pierce Podcast. You can give us a call uh, on our Google Voice, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You can email us with anything, Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, you know, we're always trying to, you know, provide more value and we always promise to provide our content for free, but sometimes it just takes a little bit of extra funding to be able to do more, get some more equipment, or be able to kind of shift our reselling time to focus on the podcast. And so we also have a link below uh, if you'd like to, you know, tell us thank you in a monetary way, whether by a one-time gift or a monthly gift. So appreciate all of you that are already consistently have done that for us. We really appreciate it. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Yep. Yeah, appreciate so. it. So anyways, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just, I love that our listens are going and our subscribers are, are moving up. And it's because all of you have been sharing uh, this content for us. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Hustle of the week. Hustle of the week. All right. So you want to get us started here?
Cool. Let's do it. All right. So uh, our first hustle of the week comes from um, Thrifting Nomads, which um, we are good friends with the uh, Will and Jenny with with our, our our peeps over at Thrifting Nomads. We've actually had them on before as a hustle of the week. So uh, this is an interesting one, though. So we want to talk about it. Uh, so they had a Bob stroller that was given to them a while back, and they decided to list it instead of going local. So it was like um, a death pile, a death stroller pile. They had been just sitting there for a while. Speaking of Bob strollers, um, I, I got one off of Craigslist for inexpensive and still using it. And I know for a fact when I'm done with it, I'm, I don't know, it might be different now that I've got this hustle of the week, but I'm planning on putting it back up for Craigslist for at least what I paid for it. And basically it's like getting it for free. Yeah, nice. I could use That's a Bob true. stroller for free. No, people do that all the time. Yeah, That's genius. Awesome. Um, so anyway, so they decided to list it instead of uh, going the local route, which um, the, my first reaction would probably be go local with something that big, right? Yeah. So they decided to list it and they sold it for $400 plus shipping. The shipping cost $158. So they offered free shipping. So it came out of the 400, the 158. Oh, gotcha. So 400 plus free shipping. The shipping cost 158. So they ended up finding a Gaylord box from a dumpster to ship. Yeah, they uh, had to find a huge box. <laughs> think about the size. Think about Bob's stroller. Like that. That's not an easy task. No. At that point, is it worth doing a box, or do you just like bubble wrap it and put like trash bags and tape that? <laughs> and because sh- you could ship that. I guess you could. I I wouldn't, but I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> Probably don't do that. Uh, so they ship it. Um, so they made $184 profit um, and they were able to pay off their PayPal capital working loan by doing that. That's awesome. And by the way, we are not sponsored by PayPal. We're here for you, PayPal. But uh, this is what's awesome. No, so no, they're here for us. <laughs> whatever way you want to serve me. I hate, we'll put a PayPal banner right there. Right there. Or, or up there or payability or whoever. So, the reason that we wanted to share this because, you know, sometimes, you know, you want to get started right away and, you know, you have these capital costs. And we're we're very big about debt-free, but the PayPal loan is kind of nice, and this is why. One, is there isn't a credit check. It's based on your sales. And then you choose the percentage that you want taken out of your future sales to pay it back. And the catch is if you don't have enough sales to take care of that, then they'll charge you some more in fees. So I think it kind of like motivates you mm. to do more. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, it's kind of a win all around. And this was, you know, Will's second time. So congrats to them for, you know, taking that loan, building, you know, their inventory, getting that pipeline going, and now they're paid off. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I think it's a hustle of the week all around. It's hustle of the week. All right. So that is Will and Jenny at Thrifty Nomads on, on Instagram. All right. So this one, I wanted to share this because somebody found a holy grail that I still have never found. Have you ever found a Kuji sweater? Nope. Have you ever seen a Kuji sweater in the wild? Have you ever seen a Kuji sweater? <laughs> Crikey, look at that. Thank you. Thank I think you. I found a Kuji sweater. Wow. Kuji like is from Australia. Wild, it, they it? are from Australia. Crikey, <laughs> okay. I ain't going to hurt you. It's all, all right. right. We just lost all of our Australian listeners just like that. No, they like that. Just like that. Okay. So, so I really appreciate it. So, uh, this is uh, her name is Melissa, and she is from Head Over Deals on Instagram. That's her Instagram handle, Head Over Deals on Instagram, and she does a lot of Poshmark. I think she is strictly Poshmark. She does do eBay. She does do eBay, but seems like she does a lot of Poshmark. And so, 
I, you know, for me, it's one of those, like whenever somebody finds a Coogee sweater, like I'm like, wow, like what a find, because I've been reselling for years, not once, not even close. I found shirts. I found, you know, button down the polos. So anyways, she sources every day. Right. And that's one of the things we talk about is consistency, like every day. Right. And so right before she left the store, she decided that she was going to go in the sweater section, which she usually wouldn't because it's like spring and summer. Mm. Now, you got to realize, though, too, that, you know, it's winter somewhere. Right. It's winter in Australia when it's our summer. That's true. Right. And so, anyways, decided and went around the corner and saw this really bright sleeves kind of things, you know, out there and, and went over there and it was a vintage Coogee sweater. Nice. I'm just like, wow. And, you know, she was sharing this with me and I go, that that's incredible because number one, I've never found one. Number two, I wish I could describe it to you, but it had like, have you ever seen um, like those, those shirts that are, I forget what they're called. They're different blocks. Like one's like plaid and one's like solid print and another one. I know like, what you're talking about. You know I don't know saying? what that's called, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's called, uh, I forget. I can't remember right now what it is. So anyway, yeah, that's what it is. It's patchwork. You're right. So it was kind of like a patchwork Kuji, right? So it wasn't like the notorious B.I.G. kind of Kuji, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Right. It was a different one and it looks pretty awesome. So my guess is this one, this is going to sell for anywhere from, you know, I don't know, two to three hundred dollars. That's my guess. Maybe more. Right. The market on Kuji just fluctuates depending on the design. They're all unique. So you might have one that you could sell for, you know, four hundred. You might have one that you could sell for one hundred. I think this is going to be a higher price one. So anyways, that was an awesome hustle, Melissa, because, again, what you demonstrated was that consistency eventually pays off. And she always has good finds. But, you know, could you sweater? It's, it's I'm surprised, you know, the thrift store didn't you know, already like pull it from the rack and already sell it on their online business. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the other thing. Like that's impressive too. That well, not impressive, but <laughs> I guess it's nice. It's that it was missed and mm-hmm. she picked it up and she found it. So anyways, it's Melissa at, let me get this right. Head over deals on Instagram. H E A D O V E R D E A L S. Great find. Great hustle of the week. Keep us posted. Definitely love to see how much it goes for. And, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Good stuff. I hope, right. I hope I find one out in the wild soon. And like, well, just lift up a rock in the, uh, in the thrift store, you know, like one of those or like a pillow or something. And it's like Coogee just hanging out. One of these days. One of these days. I, I've never, or, I, I haven't even or seen. A, or, a, or a big E uh, Levi. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a time I looked for those and I just gave up because I don't know. I, I don't know. I think those kind of things to get them, like the fact that Melissa was able to find them at thrift stores is, is pretty awesome. But I think those are going to be like a garage sale find. Right. You know what I mean? Like somewhere where somebody doesn't know. Or an estate sale. Or an estate sale. But it's funny you bring up estate sales because sell quick, ship quick. They went to an estate sale and they had like eight Coogee sweaters. Oof. But the estate. They knew. They knew. Yeah. So they were all marked up. So again, great find, Melissa. Holy Grail item for Orlando. Hopefully, I eventually find it. So, thank one you. of these days. Thank you, Head Over Deals. All right, this next one's a, a little bit more involved. There's actually like a few things, a few components going on with it. Uh, so, Simon Instagram handle T S Y C O M A N. I think I messed it up. R. It's just S Y C O M. 
No T? No T. Okay, so it's at S-Y-C-O-M-A-N-R. Uh, so was able to buy out um, action figures from a closing comic book store, and um, that's huge, right? Like anytime you see a closing store, I mean, I used to only think about closing stores if it was something I was interested in, but if you can find a store that's closing and it's anything, right? Like you're, you're potentially going to get some good stuff. So I was able to buy a bunch of action figures. Um, and then while, while he was out garage selling this past Saturday, came across a free item on the streets, uh, is on a curb out in San Francisco. And it was a back. So random. It's crazy. A back to life back pain massager. And the comps were going for around $200, man. You, you occasionally got to stop for that stuff that says free, right? No, I got a story for you. We'll finish this one. All right. Um, and then listed it at 240 and is waiting for a best offer. Also currently working on a deal to acquire a bunch of rain spooner shirts uh, and a Peter Millar new with tag from a store that is closing. So good job, Simon Stand out up. there hustling. And that's Simon at, let me make sure we get this right. It is S Y C O man. So psycho or sicko man with a Y. And there's no R at the end. There's no R at the end. Gotcha. It's called Orlando was, Press the buttons too fast. There you go. Gotcha. All right. So, hey, awesome find, Simon. So, the free, you know, that's, we actually, both of these stories are free, right? The Bob Stroller, right? And Simon with the back massager thing. The Kuji sweater, you know, fits us for a good amount. It's almost like free, right? It's true. So, one, I was going garage selling one time, and you know my friend Kyle, mm. right? He's going to be hopefully in our garage sale videos <laughs> coming up soon. And, um, we were at a community garage sale and we were driving by and somebody put free and it was a laser disc player in box and a surfboard. Have I told this story before? I think so. Oh, okay. So sorry. Maybe it was a long time ago. Anyways, picked up that laser disc, had a remote, tested it, sold it for, I want to say close to $300. Free, right off the curb. Yeah. The only part that hurt was having to split that money with Kyle. Yeah, that's a bummer. But it's all good. We both made like over $100 on it. And he kept the violin and the surfboard. So there you go. Anyways, thank you all of you. Hey, Hustle the Week, for whatever reason, you know, I know some of you are tagging us, and I'll get the tags on Instagram. But the hashtag Hustle the Week, if you guys could keep doing that, because that makes it a whole lot easier for us to find those Hustle of the Week and contact you and say, hey, guess what? We want to have your Hustle of the Week on the podcast. So you ever have one, tag us at Pierce of Podcast on Instagram and then hashtag Hustle of the Week so we can share it with you. Yeah, buddy. All right. I'm interested in your Hustle of the Week now. Yeah. It, um, like I said, I, I was going to originally make the tank thing my Hustle of the Week just because I took something that was, you know, potentially trash and I turned it into cash. Nice. Um, trash to cash. I'm sure there's already like somebody who has that as there's, a slogan. I think there's a show called Trash the Cash. Trash cash. Um, but for mine, um, at a garage sale, not this week, but last week, I found a Western Electrics rotary phone wall phone, right? I picked it up for $2 and I still got to clean it up and test it and all of that. But comps for them are going um, like 60 to $70. Nice. So it's like a really cool olive green. Where'd you find it? Um, just at a garage sale, just, just sitting, sitting there, on like, the table. Boom. And the lady said, did you know a lot of kids don't even know how to use that anymore? And I was like, I know. I've seen those YouTube videos. kind of funny. I know how to use it because like my grandparents had one. I used to like playing with it. And even the toys, like, right, you get that one as a kid, like the yeah, toy. The Fisher or, Price one? Yeah. Now now the kids get cell phone toys and, and you want to make it as realistic as possible because I tell you what, my son knows the difference between his fake phone 
and our phone, right? That's crazy. I know. My son's the same way. My son, like, knows that he's seven now, but he's been on the iPad since, like, he was, like, two or three. Yep. No joke. But, um, yeah, so rotary phone, old school, right? And I heard a rumor, and this is probably not accurate, but um, that the 911 came intentionally 911 because it was the one furthest away and then the two closest. So you couldn't accidentally dial it, but you could always, even if in the dark or whatever, the furthest one away and then the two closest. So it was really fast. Huh. There you go. Pure hustle facts. Pure hustle facts. Boom. There you go. Interesting. So that's a nice find. Now, was this like, were you one of the first people at the garage sale? Uh, I'm sure I was. I, I mean, that day I was on fire, like hitting all the garage sales as they were setting up. So nice. I just ask because, you know, it's always when you find that last, you know, it's like 10 a.m. And you're like, why did no one pick this up? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Nice. Okay. All right. So mine today, it's one of those. I love community garage sales because there's so much opportunity and, you know, people open up at different times and, you know, sometimes people are moving too fast and they miss things. So I went to this community garage sale and there were 60 homes participating. And some of them, they were like the drive-by garage sales. You know, you go mm-hmm. and go, mm, kids closed. Nope, moving on, right? So I forgot that this neighborhood was split up into like two parts. So there was one part that was really condensed and there was one part that was kind of more spread out with the homes. So I was, you know, I went through the really condensed one and I'm like, uh, it was okay. Like I didn't have a lot of huge scores. Here's a funny one. I'll just share this story. It's kind of related to this. So I go and there was a Honda Civic after, uh, stereo from like 2011. And there's these two kids. And I thought it was the dad. So I asked the dad how much they're like, oh no, that's theirs. And these kids were like, I don't know, eight or nine years old. And I'm like, uh, okay, um, how much? Right. Cause I, I looked up comps. You can flip it for like 65 to a hundred bucks. Well, this one had some pieces missing, so I may have been hustled. But then I asked them, like, how much? They're like, uh, $10. I'm like, oh, okay. So did you guys look this up on eBay? Oh, yeah, we checked the completed sold on eBay. What? You guys are young hustlers. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, we looked at the solds. I'm like, okay. And then I go, um, you know, I did the awkward pause. Man, something just doesn't feel right hustling kids, no. man. No, 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 but it, no, because they want, they, like their parents, their parents are like, go for it. Like we want them to learn. So I, I went along with it. I'm like, how about five bucks? And the kid goes, no, I can do eight. And I'm like, all right, how about seven? And he goes, seven fifty. I'm like, whoa, these guys are young hustlers. So I gave them what they wanted. I, well, maybe I gave them seven. I can't remember anymore. It's in the IG story from today. And I, I walked in and I go, wow. Like, think about these guys. Like, they're eight or nine. They know how to check completed sold. Imagine where they're going to be at. Let's say they start doing eBay now. Where they're going to be at by the time they're seniors in high school. They could be where we're at. They could be doing even better than what we're doing right now. Right? So it doesn't hurt to start them in. All right. Anyways. Got back to the story. So I'm driving around. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go. So I turn the corner. And I remember this one place. I bought all this Snap-on stuff. But then across the street, there was this other place. I show up, and this guy had, like, these old Snap-on, um, like, you know, that, like, fake, those fake wooden clocks? You know, they have, like, the fake back, and they have, like, the shiny front mm-hmm. and the, like, gold, like, hands. You know right. what I'm talking about? So he had a bunch of like hot August nights and then he had a bunch of like a patriotic one. So I asked him for how much for each. And he goes, 
five dollars. I'm like, oh, five dollars? He goes, yeah. So he had about 25 of them. So I bought them. I don't know how many. He had a lot. I bought them all. And then this is what we suggested in the garage. So a uh, podcast, a podcast ago, I then I asked, you have any more podcast? I mean, podcast stuff. You have any more snap on stuff you want to offload? And he goes, oh yeah, sure. So he goes in his garage and he just opens his cabinets and it's like snap on, snap on, snap on, snap on, like everywhere. So then he takes out these buckles. He has all these buckles. And I go, how much for all the buckles? He goes, and these were about eight to 10 buckles, which I could probably flip each for. I don't know, 30 to 50 bucks. He goes, 35 for all of them. So I took all of them. Then I go, do you have any more? So he goes in his cabinet and he takes out more and he takes out more. And so I, I literally felt like American pickers. Like I'm in this guy's garage. And if you look at my face, like I wouldn't invite myself into a garage. Especially when you grow that beard out. That's true. That's it's not a beard. It's just going to be a goatee. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. yeah it's just going to grow long. So... He's in there and he's like showing me and he's like, oh, I used to love Snap-on and I was a Snap-on dealer. So I go, how about this? How about this? How about this? And so I just kept and probably so I ended up getting some more stuff. The second deal, here's what here's what's interesting about this hustle. So I already had the hustle of the week, like everything I already bought, I was already going to net like $500 profit. So then this second stash of stuff, there was these like set of Snap-on tools there. And I, I bought like the second stash of stuff. And when I did, I took out my wad of money, my cash. That was not the best move. Because then what he does, when we get to the next stash of things, he puts it all together. And there was these set of screwdrivers that were like these 100th commemorative Indy 500 snap-on. And I know for a fact, I think he was going to sell them for like 2 to $5. So then we throw them in the bundle. He goes, how about two twenty five for all of it, and it was only like six items. You go two twenty five. He goes, yeah, this, 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 and then he points to those tools and he goes, yeah, these are these are a hundred dollars. Like what? Wait, twenty minutes ago those were like two dollars or something. Like, so what I think happened? I think he's. <laughs> my belief is he caught on that he sold all the other stuff for cheap, and now he's trying to regain his loss. So I took out those tools. I took out this and I still made out. I paid 75 more dollars and I bought like five more clocks and I'm going to try to sell for 50, 40 to 50 each and two other snap on like uh, those. So did, trucks. so did you know going into it that those like, did you have to like look up comps on those before you offered or did you just know? So with snap on, they always sell for me. So I knew like, and especially for $5, even if I sell these clocks for $20. I mean, I got, you know, let's say I got 30 of them. Like that's $600. You know what I mean? And I only dropped, I think, you know, whatever it was, 50 to 80 for all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So overall, you know, I, I dropped about $185 this morning in all my garage sales and probably going to net over a thousand dollars easy with everything over time. So I, I know. I made like 30 bucks today. So there's always that. So I'm saying we should go garage selling together because I don't know. It's so I think the difference, I don't know if you do do this, but I always ask, like, is there more? Is there anything else you want to get rid of? Like, I always ask the question that other people aren't asking, right? Oh, here's a catch. This is going to kill you. So then he opens the cabinet and he has all this Department 56 stuff. So then I go, hey, are you willing to sell all of that right there? And he goes, 
yeah, I'll sell it. Let me let me call the wife over. And then the wife was like, no, I'm not ready to sell, mm-hmm. but come back. So I basically, what I'm going to do is, I think I'm going to show up in a couple of weeks and go, hey, I bought all this stuff from you. Because I didn't have my business cards because my new car, I forgot to put my business cards. I'm going to show up and go, hey, here's my business card. I'd like to buy more from you guys. So, you know, we can do this today. Or if you ever want in your future, here's the number. Give me a call. So the hustle of the week will continue. Genius. So That's good stuff. Well, hopefully. All right, let's go to Bolo's real quick. So what's your Bolo here? Bolo. Um, so I, I may have, have mentioned something like this before. I don't think so. But a um, friend of mine that I work with uh, gave me and my wife this really cool hiking backpack that my son can sit in. Oh, yeah, I right? think you mentioned that. Did I? Um, so <clears throat> it's super awesome. Like It's a really, really, really nice one. And we use it all the time. And I was at a garage sale a while back and I saw one that was not as nice. And it was basically just a frame that a kid can sit in. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I'm going to buy it. It looks like there's like, I made a ton of money on it. Right. And I sold it local. Nice. I sold it. I think I sold it for like $50 or $75. I don't know. Something stupid like oh, that. How much did you pay for it? Like three. Nice. Right. So it was like, a, it was really good. It was easy. Um, I've found two more since then. Awesome. Always find them at garage sales. And they're typically in okay condition. Right. That and um, bicycle, um, like the car trunk bicycle racks, I often see those too in pretty decent condition. And people are always willing to get rid of them for really inexpensive. And the reality is, a lot of people buy those kinds of things thinking they've got these grand ideas like, I'm going to ride my bike all the time or I'm going to go hiking with my kid all the time. And they do it once or twice and then they never do it again. Yep. So these are like, almost never use. They sit in a garage, but because other people know that, I think the used market for those types of things. So like the car bike rack holders, the kid hiking stuff is people are willing to buy a second hand because they're not sure if they're going to use it that much either, you know? Oh, yeah. So because there's some people who only use it once and then are willing to get rid of it, I think the second hand market for that is really high. Um, I typically go local with those things. Uh, just because they're they're big, they're hefty. I don't want to deal with shipping them. I probably could, probably could list them. I think you you have a great point with local. I think especially in San Diego, where there's a lot of people who like to go mm. to hike or go wherever. Like I haven't done that in a while, but there was a point in time like I would sell like Camelback ones with the frames. I would mm-hmm. sell McGregor ones. Like I definitely think that's a bolo. It's yep. a good bolo. Yep, especially because a lot of times, like I said, you'll probably find them relatively good condition. Unless you get to if it's somebody who use it a ton. Um, it's probably going to be all beat up and stuff, but that might be when your, your tip comes in to say, Hey, do you have anything else like this? No, but people will still buy the beat up ones mm-hmm. because they're just going like a one time hiking trip or something, or they're like a, a novice hiker and they don't, you know, they don't want to go out and spend big money at REI. And so they're willing to drop, you know, the 50 instead of the 200. Oh, nice. Bolo. That's my bolo. That's all right. Bolo. What's, what's your, uh, I think Kelty was the brand of the, the, the bags right. that I got. So. I remember those. It's been a long time. I got to get back in the local game. All right. So mine are sandals. Sandals. No, no. But okay. So I'll, I'll drop some. So we all know about Birkenstocks. And if you don't know about Birkenstocks, they still hold valuable. Please, if you source Birkenstocks, please listen for over 40 if they're in decent shape. Like they will sell for over 40. Don't let lowball people offer you and go, oh, those are messed up. I'll give you 20. No, because... A new pair will cost $100. So people are willing to drop 40 to 50 to 60 and even more uh, 
Did I share my, uh, wasn't that a hustle of the week? The Birkenstocks that sold for over a hundred. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- those are some bolos. Okay. Now Teva, Teva is another good brand. Okay. Keep an eye out for Teva. It's kind of like the, the cool brand. It still is. I think for the last two years, I've done really well on Teva sandals. How do you spell that? T-E-V-A. And then there's like Chaco sandals. Have you seen Chaco sandals? Mm-hmm. Like those do, those have good resale value. And I'm sure there's others I've missed, but keep an eye, especially now that we're getting a summer and more people are looking, you know, again, it's sometimes people just want the sandals for a certain trip. So they're not looking to pay full price. They just want, you know, that one that they could wear once or twice while they're out traveling somewhere and they're willing to drop the money on it. So that's our bolo. So keep an eye for those. That's good stuff, man. So uh, outdoor gear. That's our bolos. Outdoor gear. We're getting to the summer, right? So you got you to switch. Sometimes you got to switch your mindsets, right? When you're getting into Q4, you might be moving towards toys and decorations. Uh, when you're in the summer, your your gears need to switch a little bit. 100%. I totally agree. Unless you're in Australia and, um, you know, it's winter for you. I would love that. I don't know. I'm missing Q4. I'm missing winter. Well, it wouldn't be Q4. No, I know. It would I just know. be winter. <laughs> But That's it, not how that works. Is it Q4? No. If Chris, no, Christmas is, Christmas yeah, is a set, summer. Christmas yeah, is a set date. So, uh, you know, <laughs> this podcast, I got to tell you, this has been one of the more awkward podcasts we've had. In a has while. it? Is I it? I think so. All right. There you go. I don't know. We'll see. Let us know. Okay. All right. Hey, um, what are you looking forward to talking about switching gears? Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, Maybe looking forward to going to a garage sale with you and actually doing good. How about that? <laughs> well, let's do it. It's garage sale season. Like, I I don't, like, again, I don't see it as competition, like, because we look at different stuff. And I don't know. I got to tell you, I the, the stuff I've been getting lately, I think has just been out of the norm. Mm. Like, I've never had it where I've had consistent, like, calls, like, every single garage sale for, like, weeks. So... We should do it, but let's do it when it's a big community, gotcha. right? Because the going to house to house, I think that's where it gets tough. I think if you go with other people at community sales, I think it's a lot easier, right? Because you could be hitting one house, I'll hit one house, and then, you know, we'll, we'll switch. So just garage sales, huh? Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Well, it's, it's everything we just talked about. I want to do some more retail arbitrage. More than two days a week? Uh, not more than two days, but I want to do... so. I say eight hours. It's pretty much like an hour on the road, four or five hours, and then another hour on the road. That makes sense? Yep. And then, or maybe more than that, you know, so about eight hours. But I want to go out of town, RA. I just haven't, I haven't done the LA trip in a while. I haven't hit like tons of Marshalls on the road. I haven't hit tons of Walmarts. I've just been doing locally. And uh, I think I've made out pretty well just because I've had like these fluke instances where I go to a garage sale and there's been an RA hall or I'll go, you know, somebody will text me and say, Hey, there's this stuff here. Or I'll find stuff locally. You know, like I've been getting some stuff on offer up too. Mm. So I haven't done that route. So I'm looking forward. It's been a long time since I've done a major like RA run. So looking forward to doing that. Yeah, buddy. All right. So, Hey, hopefully the battery doesn't die on this one. So I think we're going to end it now. Let's do it. So that being said, make sure you're being real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Please. Please.